Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. We are talking about the image of God, that the fact that man was made in the image of God. And then Brother Shegun put up this question, putting the image of an artist called Jesus into the church. Is it allowed in Christendom? There are a deeper issue that this question exposes about contemporary Christian belief and practice. The first question we need to ask ourselves is the question of the temple. The images of the gods are put in the temple of the gods. And you remember what brought us here is that the Bible says that God created man in his own image and after his own likeness. So the first thing is that God is worshipped in his true temple. And God's temple is not the building. So when we even talk about people putting the image in the church or in the church building, the problem oftentimes is that there are denominations that actually have made an idol of images that they put in the temple. Before we come to the to what they got wrong about the image, the first thing is that they've got things wrong about the temple because God is worshipped in the true temple, but that temple is not a building. It's not mother. God's true image is in his true temple. There is a temple. God is God and God is worshipped in his temple. There is a true temple through which God is worshipped. And number two, because God is worshipped in that true temple, actually there is an image of God in that temple. Acts chapter 7 verses 47 to 50, this was Stephen. You remember when Stephen was standing before the Sahedrin? Stephen took time to tell the story of the children of Israel and he went on and on and on and all the way down to David and Solomon. We pick it up here in Acts chapter 7 from verse 47. But Solomon built him an house. How be it, and this is important, the most high dwelleth not in temples made with hands. As saith the prophet, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, saith the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Has not my, my hand made all these things? Now, this is very, very important, that in the Old Testament, they built God this, this fantastic house. When they were in the wilderness, they have the tent of meeting. They have the tent of Moses. But when they got into the promised land, from the time of David, they started preparing to build the house of God, and Solomon ended up building it. And that's, that temple was magnificent. That temple was glorious. In Acts chapter 17, verses 23 to 25, Paul said, For as I passed by and beheld your devotion, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare high unto you, God that made the world and all the things they are in, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hand, neither is worship with men's hand, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. This is very, very important. Paul was echoing exactly what the prophet said and what Stephen said, that God 
dwelleth not in temples made with hand. Obviously, here Paul was comparing these people that were worshipping other gods. They, they have so many gods and even have an altar to an unknown god. And Paul is saying, no, God does not dwell in a temple. And this is one of the cardinal mistakes that people make when we think that the church building is actually the temple of God. The church building is not the temple of God. And that is the primary thing that people get wrong in the first place that also made them to make an image to put in that temple. So the first thing is that the building is not the temple of God. God has a temple. God's image is in his temple. It's not an image that is... It's not an image that we are going to paint for him. It's not an image that we are going to carve for him. The image of God will be found in the temple of God. Okay. And the temple of God is where God is worshipped. John chapter 4 from verse 19. The woman said unto him, that's unto Jesus, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our father worship in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, listen closely now, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither worship on this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jew. But, verse 23, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now this is very, very important. That the Lord Jesus again was echoing what we've read, what we've heard from Stephen and what we've heard from from Paul. And the Lord Jesus said, listen, it's it's not a question of a place or a building. Okay, he said the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth because God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the question is, what is God's true temple and what is God's true image? Because we said that God is worshipped in his true temple. We said God's temple is not the building. So what is God's true temple? temple and what is God's true image so we are going to look into this God true temple and God's true image so let's look at God's true temple first let's read a couple of scripture we are going to read a couple of scripture from from the book of Corinthians first Corinthians chapter 3 verses 16 to 17 know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of of God dwells in you. I want you to see that very, very important. You are the temple, the Christians. You are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwell in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. The temple of God is not that building made with, made with mortar and stones. That is not a temple of God. That is a building. That is a building where the temple meets. Okay, And this is very, very important. The temple and Paul and the Holy Spirit could not be clearer. He said, the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. The Christian, the Christian man, the Christian woman, you are the temple of God. 
you and I, as many as are born again, as many as are sons and daughters of God, they individually and collectively are the temple of God. And this is very, very important. And the image of God, because you are the temple of God, God has put his image in you. Now, this is very, very important for us to understand. Remember, the image of God must be in his temple. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 again. Know you know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. The Spirit of God dwells in us only because we are the temple of God. The cross of Jesus has given us the opportunity when you're born again. The Bible says that as many as believe him, to them gave you authority to become sons and daughters of God. He said when we believe him, he takes the heart of stone out of us and he makes us the heart of flesh. That is what we call being born again. If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. Because in Christ Jesus, we have been cleansed and we have been concentrated to become God's temple. And it is because we are God's temple, that is why the Spirit of God has come to dwell in us. So we read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. Let's read that in Amplified. Do you not know and understand that you, the church, are the temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells permanently in you, collectively and individually? If anyone destroy the temple of God, corrupting it with false doctrine, God will destroy the destroyer for the temple of God is holy and sacred and that is what you are. How powerful. You are God's temple. If you are a Christian, you are God's temple. And the Bible says that if anyone destroys, so anything that you do to God's people, you are doing it to the temple of God. Any man somewhere, any woman somewhere that is trying to take advantage of God's people, you are poking your finger into the eyes of God and God will destroy such individual. God will not take that line down because the Bible says that if anyone destroyed the temple of God, corrupting it with false doctrine, God will destroy the destroyer, the Bible says, for the temple of God is holy. Anyone that is corrupting the temple of God, the people of God, taking advantage of them, misinforming them, you know, dragging them in the wrong direction, bringing false evil doctrine, wicked doctrine into the church, the Bible says that God will not take that line down. The Bible says that if anyone destroyed the temple of God, corrupting it, in any form, shape, or fashion, God will destroy the destroyer for the temple of God is holy. And that is what you are. But the Bible says that we have read that because you are the temple of God, the Holy Spirit, now this is important, the Holy Spirit is said what? Dwelleth, dwells permanently in you. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. That is what we read in Romans chapter 8 verses 9 to 11. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. Wow. If you are born again, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ dwells in you because you are God's temple. Because you are now God's temple, God's image dwells in us. God's image, God's 
perfect image. God's image is not an image that somebody carved with a hand or somebody painted on a canvas or somebody put on a wall or somebody put, you know, on a stained glasses and bow down to them and sing around them. That is a false image. The true image of God is in the temple of God. That is to those people that are born again. And that true image of God is the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verses 9 to 11 tells us that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. But who is Christ? Who's the Holy Spirit is the image of? Let's read Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1, we read from verse 1 to 3. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the Father by the prophet, as in this last day spoken spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory, listen to thee, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had when he had by himself purged our sin, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. We are talking about the Holy Spirit. We, we now know that we are the temple of the living God. Because we are the temple of the living God, God has put his image in us. And that image is the spirit of Christ, is the Holy Spirit. Christ is the express image of God himself. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Christ who is the express image of God. What does it mean to be express image? That word that is used there as express image means the instrument used for engraving or carving is a mark or a figure bound in or stamped upon. Jesus Christ is the express image, is the is the is the figure, is the expression. Where the Lord Jesus said, "If you have seen me, you have seen the Father." He is the express image of God. Is the express image of God Himself, and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. So that express image is almost like a seal. It's like a stamp, you know, a mark or figure burnt in or stamped on. When you, when you have when you have a, something you want to carve, okay, you want to imprint it, you, you have the original and you express it in. So you have the image of that thing being reflected, whether in that document or in the surface of the paper you press it in that become an expression the image you can see that that shows you something about the original jesus christ is the express image of god and the holy spirit is the spirit of christ hallelujah who is the holy spirit the holy spirit is the image of god in the temple of god the holy spirit is the image of god in you if you are a child or a daughter of God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 tells us something that is very, very significant. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 says, In whom you are trusted, after you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that you believe, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. You see, it's using the same type of you know expression that he used when, that we read of Jesus when we read Hebrews chapter one from verse one to three. The Holy Spirit is the seal. A seal. 
to seal something is to stamp it with a signet or a private mark for security and pre- preservation to confirm, to authenticate beyond doubt. This is the temple of God. You are the temple of God. And to confirm and to authenticate beyond doubt that you are the temple of God, God has given you and I the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the image of God in the temple of God. Who is the Holy Spirit? God called, the Bible called the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who is God. Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 24 to 27. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all country and will bring you into your old land. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Will I cleanse you a new heart? Also will I give you and a new spirit will I put into you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and will give you an heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my status and you shall keep my judgment and do them. Wow, this is absolutely fantastic. I mean, obviously this this prophecy was primarily given to the children of Israel about their restoration to their land, but we can apply this by application to the church. He said, I will sprinkle clean water upon you. I will give you a new heart and I will give you a new spirit. That is what happened when we got born again. That is how we become God's temple. And because we are God's temple by the process of cleansing a new heart and a new spirit, that's the spirit of man. And then he said, I will put my spirit. I will put my spirit within you. That is the image of God in us. His spirit, the spirit of God that God has put into us. And we are the temple of God and God has given us his own image. The image of God that is in us. So in answering this question, we have looked at the difference between a work of art to beautify a place and the erection of image or as an idol of worship. We have also looked at God's true image and God's true temple. But there are idolatry in the church today because we think that the building is the temple of God. So we, we over the, in, the, in the course of the history of the church, we've seen people use relics. Relics may be the literal remains of holy people or objects that the holy people have used or touched. Examples of relics include teeth, bones, ears, and fragments of objects such as fabric or wood. And people down the age have used relics, particularly the Roman Catholic. Relics, relics are believed to have special power to heal, to grant favor, or to exercise spirit. So we have situations where people have used relics, and that has become an image through which people have tried to worship God. And that is idolatry. And before we, you know, Pentecostals start jumping around and say, we told you, what about the bottle of oil, the worship, washing of feet that somehow has become a, an image even in Pentecostal church today. Remember I said that in the last teaching, the, bottle, the Bible did talk about anointing people with oil and praying over them in the name of Jesus. The Lord Jesus did wash the feet of his apostles. But the problem is that just like the brazen serpent of Moses, People have taken this and it has become an idol. People are now carrying oil around as if they are missing man or missing woman. It has become an idol. Sometimes people are praying in the name of their pastors. 
You know, God has given us the name of Jesus. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. But I hear people praying in the name of their pastor, in the name of the pastor of so-and-so. There is nothing in the scripture that tells us that that is the way. The Lord Jesus said, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he will do it. So we have, unfortunately today, that our men of God, the men of the temple, the women of the temple, the process of the temple, the the facilities of the temple, the element of the temple, somehow, oftentimes, in many of our traditions, have become an idol through which we worship. And that is an idolatry. What about in the Catholic Lost Supper? The Bible, the Lord Jesus is still the Lost Supper. The bread and the, the wine are supposed to represent. But the Catholic want us to believe that somehow in the process of the, the sacrament of the lost table that the, 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 the that the bread actually became the real flesh of Jesus and the 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 drink actually became the real blood of Jesus that is not true that is not biblical that is idolatry because the Bible didn't say that so we have so many of these things that are happening today in the church. They have become an idol. Remember what we said, an idol is anything that has taken the place of God. In the church today, we have Eastern religion and New Age practice that are invading the church. And people said they are worshiping God through these, these Eastern and New Age practices. Yoga actually means to be yoked with the divine. We have people using yoga posture, breathing, chanting, mysticism, and all these other things that people are bringing in in the name of worship and these are idolatry and god said to have nothing to do with them you are the temple of the living god you and i if you are born again you are the temple of god and because you are the temple of god the image of god is in you and that image is not a painting that image is not a carved image by somebody that you pour oil. No, that image of God in the temple of God in you is the holy spirit himself and he is the spirit of christ he is the seal he is the spirit of God himself. And that is the most important thing. And if you are listening to me and you are not born again, you are not God's temple. But you can be. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus died for you. He loves you. This world is going, is rushing towards destruction. And God is going to deliver the people that have that have accepted him as Lord and Savior, that has run to him for help, he's going to deliver them. And you can do that today. You can come to him and say, I'm a sinner. And help me be my Savior. And you can receive the gift of salvation from his hand. When you do that, the Bible says you'll be born again. That process that we read in the book of Ezekiel will happen to you straight away. It will cleanse you with the washing of water by the word. It will take the heart of stone give you the heart of flesh. It will give you a new spirit. And then, now that you are the temple of God, he will put inside of you his own image. That is the spirit who himself is God inside you. And you will be sealed. You will be sealed to have been the, the authentic child and daughter of God. And then when, and he will walk the rest of this life with you, okay? And we'll be able to fulfill his purpose and will on this earth. And when this is over, we'll spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. Do it today. Tomorrow may be too late. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.